money is always a constant top of mind thing for, I think, every family. People always say like, oh, you know, they're going to get more expensive as they get older. And you think as right. a mom, especially when they're babies, like how can they get more expensive than formula diapers? And, <laughs> and it's the thing, like they just yeah. keep so eating true. more over yeah. time inflation and they just get more expensive and just, mm -hmm. and also just growing up, teaching your kids to have that good relationship with money, mm -hmm. not only with you and your spouse and everything, but also bringing them involved yeah. because we always say you don't want to create another you, right? Especially if you <laughs> no, thanks for you. <laughs> with money baggage, but it's just, it's really important yeah. to have a good foundation. Do you make good money but have nothing to show for it? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, and we know you have big dreams for your financial future. And maybe you want to get debt free, but you don't want to live on beans and rice. And we know you don't want to give up those pumpkin spice lattes. No. So it's okay if you don't already know how to budget or yeah. if you're using credit cards to get through the month. Yeah, and it's okay if you want to seem like you've got your finances all together or if you're not on the same page with your spouse when it comes to finances. It's most likely that what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. That's okay, because guess what? You're in the right place. We're Shayna and Vanessa, and we're best friends, business partners, and master financial coaches trained by Dave Ramsey. Years ago, we both embarked on our Dave journeys together, but very differently. And you know we shared the same book because we're frugal like that. Yeah, we did. And now we've been in business since 2019, helping amazing people like you get on a budget, get out of debt, and stop living paycheck to paycheck. You know, we're nerds and we love making budgets and spreadsheets, and we love helping people take the guesswork out of their budget, improve their marriages, and change their financial trajectory. Yeah, we've created hundreds of budgets to help our clients know exactly what they're doing with their money. We've watched them pay off student loans, credit cards, cars, mortgages, and more. And we've watched them get excited about saving money from the single mom who never had even $500 in her savings account before to the millionaire who's paid off over four mortgages. It's what we love to do and it's very rewarding. We've watched our clients improve their marriages, their communication is better, and even bring their kids in on the conversation. In this podcast, we'll share with you everything we know, plus everything we're working on with our clients so that you have the best chance at reaching your your financial goals. And you know what? We're not going to shy away from the tough love, you guys. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to hear, but also encourage you at the same time. This is the Ideal Balance Podcast. A lot of people make good money, mm -hmm. like they make decent money, but they just don't have anything to show for it. And then there's just so much mm -hmm. underlying stress and like friction going on when, when it comes to money in a marriage or, or just yeah. at all. And then there's the single moms, there's all kinds of stuff going on with money. So we just try to tackle tackle it all through our systems and through coaching and, and grace and, and loving people and encouraging them and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we do. Yes. I love that. Just being able to, to figure all of that out with kids in the mix too, mm -hmm. I think is a, is a whole other level of complexity because my kids are young right now, but we're getting to the age where they're starting the extracurricular activities oh, and yeah. they're getting a little bit more intense and we've got summer camps going every week and it's, you know, we have a couple of our two out of three of our kids in daycare right now. And we're just like, okay, once they go to kindergarten, yay, that money will free up. And someone older than me said, well, that's what you think until they start the extracurriculars, right? <laughs> so yeah. money is always a constant top of mind thing for, I think, every family. People always say like, oh, you know, they're going to get more expensive as they get older. And you think as right. a mom, especially when they're babies, like how can they get more expensive than formula diapers? And, rice? <laughs> and it's the thing, like they just yeah. keep so eating true. more over yeah. time inflation and they just get more expensive and just, mm -hmm. and also just growing up 
teaching your kids to have that good relationship with money, Mm -hmm. not only with you and your spouse and everything, but also bringing them involved because we always say, you don't want to create another you, right? Especially if you (laughs) you. have this money baggage, but it's just, it's really important to have a good foundation. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the ideal balance. I'd love to know, you know, you told me kind of the genesis of it. You guys were best friends and you, you got some certifications in that, but how did that exactly start? And what does ideal balance actually mean? Mm, well, we have to give credit to our silent partner, Mr. Porton, which is Vanessa's husband who came up with the, who was in the kitchen while we were brainstorming. And he's like, Hey, I have an idea. I love that. But really what it's evolved into is, is really cool. It was his idea on a, on a way I'll play on words, but what's evolved into is we, you know, we, we, we have a way of doing finances. And so for, for example, you know, some, some people say you have to live on beans and rice. You have to have scorched earth. You have to not do anything until you get out of debt you, and all of that. And we found that paralyzes people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is, that makes them like, I don't even want to try, yeah. or I don't, I don't believe that I it's can not do worth that. It. Yeah. And so we yeah. have a balanced approach in that, you know, we want you to save money. We want you to get out of debt, but we want you to be able to live your life. You know, we're not supposed to be storing our treasures up on earth. You don't have to, you know, go all 100% intense. You should be able to go on vacation with your family. you know, as long as you're not in dire circumstances, you should, we also believe like you should be eating pretty healthy. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need to eat just the bare minimum junk food just so that you can afford, you know, like no or, helper or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want you, your health yeah. is also your wealth, right? So there's this balance in getting your finances in order with your life also being, you know, being balanced too. So. Yeah. And with the, you know, the term ideal, it's, it's very specific. And what we really pride ourselves on is every single one of our, our budgets are different and they're very customized yeah. to each person in their situation. And, you know, and again, we are huge Dave Ramsey fans. We love him. However, he has a very cookie cutter system and this is the way you're mm-hmm. supposed to do it, which we get. And it works for a lot of people. But I think the next step is really customizing that to find out what works for you mm-hmm. and your family and your situation and how can you take his information, but also change it a little bit and tweak it. And so but that's what we do with our clients. And um, so it's, it's very ideal to what they have and what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the idea of being smart about your money, but also not letting time pass so that you get to a point where you think you're ready to, you know, enjoy life mm-hmm. by using your money. Right. right? like, you know, like you said, the vacations, you know, maybe, you know, your kids aren't going to be young for that long, or they're not going to be this age. You are not going to be this age for that long, right? So, And so that is, I just want to really pause there because we we actually have, like we said, they're almost 15. So both of our boys are going into high school. So we don't, we, we, every once in a while remind ourselves that we have four more spring Uh, breaks. We have four more summer breaks, right? And it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's gut-wrenching. But in that, that for that reason, I'm not going to tell mom, Hey, you're, you can't go on vacation because you have credit card debt. It's going to be like, no, we're going to, we're going to make sure we're right. funding this with cash. We're not going deeper into a mess. We're going to get on budget. We're going to be intentional, but you better believe I'm going to encourage you to make those memories while you're young, while they're there, while they have to come. Right. I'm just kidding. You have to to come anyway, but while, while they're, yeah. while they're young and you can do that. And, and while you're young to your yeah. point, like while you like, cause for my 40th birthday, I climbed a mountain. So, and we went and zip oh. if I'm waiting till I'm 60, maybe I won't want to climb a mountain or go zip one, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you definitely want to find that balance and you, and you want, and that's why she said it's ideal. It's what's important to you. You know, getting out of debt is probably important, but those memories with your kiddos is, is probably a little higher. So we want to balance that and make sure that, that you get, you get, you get best of both worlds really. Yeah. And we're not saying like, you're going on a Jamaican cruise for 
20 days with your kid or you're staying at the best hotel. Like, you know, you, yes, those things are going to cost when you go on vacation and you do things with your family, it's going to cost money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to break the bank. There's so many creative ways to spend time with your family and make those memories, but we are going to budget that in because it is important. Right. Yeah. That's where I am right now, actually. You know, I've been on the nicer, nicer quote unquote vacations, the cruises and things like that. But some of my best memories growing up was going, you know, driving four hours to the beach, setting up a tent and just kind of roughing it with my family and parents. Those are my best childhood memories. And even now with my, my little kiddos now, we're like, maybe we should try camping just, you know, an hour away. Cause at the end of the day, we're making memories, right? Maybe they don't have to be extravagant memories and we're having chocolate dipped strawberries and things like that. But you know, it's, it's the, it's still fun. Right. So let's, uh, let's get into the faith aspect. How do we think about money from a biblical perspective? Like what does the Bible say about it? Oh, well, one of our favorite, one of our favorite lessons from the Bible about money is the parable of the talents, which you'll be, your audience will be familiar with, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the master gives three, three servants, their bag of talents or whatever, you know, money basically. And, and he gives to each of them what, what he thinks that he can handle. Right. So it's like 10, five and one. Right. And when he comes back, they, he checks on what they've done with it, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. So the 10, the person with 10 doubled it. The person with five doubled it. The person with one buried it in the sand because he was scared of his master. Supposedly that was the reason we think it's different, but so, so what's so cool about what happens there is there's so much to, to glean from that. Mm -hmm. Obviously the the main, the main thing that we all take is how, how, what you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with a lot, right? God, you know, God or the master or whoever is going to give you what you can handle and what you prove to be a good steward of, they're going to continue to, to go along that path. But one of my favorite lines in that is, is like, when the master said, let's go celebrate. You did a great job. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Let's go celebrate. Mm-hmm. And so we love to think like God wants you to be a good steward and God is going to celebrate with you and continue to bless you when you are a good steward. So that's one of our favorite Bible verses when it comes to how God sees money. You know, I think it's yeah. really interesting too, how he, at the very beginning specifically gave them what he thought they could handle knowing maybe their personality or their past situation or what, what they had going on or just who they were as, as, as humans. Right. So, and, and whatever he gave them played out to exactly what he thought was probably going to happen it was yeah. the first one didn't do well. He buried it. He was scared, whatever. The second one did better and the third one did the best. So I just thought that that was really interesting. He already kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting point, especially one that we could keep in mind when we look at people, other people and we're like, wow, you know, I want to be like them. Like, how do I get that much wealth? And I want to get that much richer. And they're looking at them. Why are they so blessed with money? Right. You know, maybe it's just the the path that God has set out for them. Yeah. And I think one thing I, I heard, so one thing I heard someone say once was, you know, you, you the other verses, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And that is actually God's law. That's God's like, you know, like physics, that's God's law. So that works for people, even if you're not Christian, right? Because that's how God created the mm-hmm. universe. And so th- to the same point, when you look at other people that maybe aren't believers, why are they being blessed? It's that same concept. Yeah. They, they're, they're doing the law that God has put into the universe. But anyway, so, so you just want to make sure that you look inward instead of outward, right? You always want to compare yourself to you and what you, where you, where you started and where you're going. Right. But the other one, like one of the, our, probably the main biblical focus that we have as a company is that no one can serve two masters when, and Jesus is talking Mm -hmm. to, to the disciples about God. Right. And so a lot of times people think, well, if I'm not um, being greedy or I'm not, I don't, 
I don't care about money. I don't care about meticulous or material things. Then they're not serving two masters. What we see right. is people who are, who are worried, anxious, stressed, their decisions mm -hmm. are based on finances. Mm -hmm. So they may not be greedy. Sure. You're not, you're not, your, your love of money isn't there. Sure. But mm -hmm. you, your daily life is being controlled. Mm -hmm. You're being mastered by your money, yeah. right? Because all of your decisions are kind of in your mood and the way you treat your spouse, all of that can be affected by money. And so that, and so what we are trying to do is, is take that away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still serving yeah. that other master. If you think yeah. about it, like money is definitely, if it's controlling your decisions and instead of saying, you know what? I can't afford that one day camping trip with a tent. Cause I mean, let's be honest. That's probably like $40. And how yeah, much was, yeah. <laughs> how much did you go out to dinner with your family last week? Cause that's probably over a hundred. So it's like, you really just have to mm -hmm. decide what, where's the opportunity cost? Where, what am I, what am I focusing on? Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. what is important to me? Is it that $40 going and going camping with the family spending time with them and knowing that this is making memories for a lifetime? Or is it just that that hundred dollar restaurant bill, but then you do that and you don't feel good about it because it was maybe it's because you were lazy. Sorry, moms, but you didn't yeah. want to, you didn't want to cook dinner, right? But you did it and then you feel bad about it. And then it's like, well, I can't do this $40 thing. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and then so it's just constantly yep. controlling your emotions and yeah. that's not correct. That's, that is being mastered by, or serving that master, even though you don't intend mm -hmm. to that. That's like it's that underlying, right? That's how the, the enemy sneaks in and, and kind of gets a, a, a hold. So that's where we, all of our systems are, we're going to, we're going to use money as a resource that God gave us. We're mm -hmm. not going to, we're not going to objectify it or idolize it. It's just a resource okay. and we're going to do, do be a good steward. And we're, we put systems in it to take for, especially for moms, like, we don't have time. We don't have extra brain calories to be like, what's happening. So yeah. our systems make, we try to make everything go automatically, you know, as much yeah, as you can have that. your automated so that you're not, it's like, great money's there next. Like that's how, that's the, mm -hmm. I, uh, the feeling of it, you know? Yeah. So you're not serving, yeah. you're not serving that as a master. I just had a conversation with a client yesterday and they're like, well, you know, we still haven't paid these bills yet. We could have paid them two weeks ago, but I haven't paid them yet. And so I, the idea of getting on automated payments. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about it. It's a hard concept when you're so used to worrying about it, worrying about it and paying mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. the last day you possibly could to get the most money in the account that you can before it has to be paid. Yeah. And we really try to completely change people's mindset on that. Like yeah. you have to believe that the money is in there because yeah. I'm telling you that it's there. And the one thing we love is that math doesn't lie. Yeah. Like it's very black and white and you can visually see that I'm like, okay, open your account. What do you see? there's money. Okay, great. So go ahead. <laughs> I promise. Go ahead and make the payment right now. But just yes. they were for so long in this scarcity mindset of not having mm -hmm. enough or not knowing mm -hmm. if they had enough, not believing that they could have enough, yeah. then they just make these really poor decisions. Yep. Yeah. You're speaking to me right now because all of my <laughs> credit card payments, I, I do them manually. I have something in my calendar that says, you know, pay uh, off your target credit card, pay off your Kohl's credit card. And Every time I do, they say, would you like to automate this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I've never not had enough money to pay off my bill. Um, my gosh. Yeah, I feel convicted right now. So. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to give you a little snippet, a yeah. little snippet. So, so, so we hopefully explain like the biblical mindset. We, we are here mm -hmm. to not have you weighed down, distracted by debt for, mm -hmm. for one thing. And then we're also yeah. here to not have you anxious or spending any extra time or brain calories on, on your money, on your budget. We don't have any extra brain There's calories. There's none of that. So mm -hmm. what we do, so that one of the first systems that we put in place and you guys can, you can take this and run with it is we separate your bills from your spending. Mm -hmm. And this is big mm -hmm. and it's weird and it's crazy, but it's mind blowing and life changing and game changing. Right. And so what you do is you have a bills account that buttons all of your bills and so it's a very this is very top 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 what is it top yeah top, top level. level so you have all of your income come into the bills account 
And then we have whatever you're spending money goes into the, your spending account from there, but everything else stays in the bills and the bills are paid automatically. Yeah. And, the, and it's amazing. And then, so the problem is, you know, you may not be doing this, Hannah, but other people are like, they're trying to see, they're in the grocery line, trying to see if they have mm-hmm. enough money for, to buy groceries. And so they're scrolling through a thousand transactions to be like, did that credit card payment, did the mortgage yeah. go through? Did it- What's still processing? Right. What hasn't come out yet? All of that. Yeah. So, so what we do is we take the bills. And like, I was just telling uh, clients yesterday, I said, there's only going to be 19 transactions in this every month. Those are the only mm-hmm. bills you have. You will only see 19 transactions. You'll know exactly where you're, where you stand every single day. Every time you check mm-hmm. over here and you're spending the same, we have a groceries account, right? You can see at a, at a moment's yeah. um, at a glance that you have $500 left to go grocery shopping. And believe me as a mama, that is a good feeling mm-hmm. to know you got, you got money in the bank to go get food for your babies. Right. But, yeah. and so it's all mm-hmm. automated. So your bills are over here paying. You don't even, you can log in and pay them, but you don't have to, they can just yeah. be over there doing what they need to do. And then your spending is over here and you always know, and you're never worried. And it's always up front and clear. Yeah. And that's, it's just yeah. a game changer. Like when you can separate your automatic payments or your, your commitment payments, right? Like your mm-hmm. bills and your debt payments and things like that. And your loans from your everyday spending where you swipe or mm-hmm. use cash to purchase something, then you can really see how much am I spending? What do I mm-hmm. actually need? Right? So until you separate that, what you spend on gas, groceries, out to yeah. eat here or there, it's it's still, it's really murky, right? And so we like to tell people, sure, your paycheck comes in, but that's not actually your paycheck. You pay yourself into the spending mm-hmm. account. That's your actual paycheck on what, mm-hmm. that's your, that's you your budget on, yeah. for spending each week or each month or mm-hmm. uh, bi-weekly, however you decide to do it. Yeah. Got it. So bills are what you consider the monthly reoccurring charges. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they're usually invoiced and they're usually about the same mm-hmm. amount, right. right? And you expect yeah. them. Versus while you may spend around about the same money on gas or groceries, that's all your choice. And that's over there and that's different. And it comes out whenever you have time to go get gas or groceries. So that's over there. That's personal spending and just separating those. Mm -hmm. That's like the first thing, like she said, then you can see, you you know, you can see what you're spending. You can see how much you have left to spend. There's no guessing. There's no, can I, can I, or should I? And also another bonus is you you'll set up your bills to always have enough money to pay the bills Mm -hmm. that then there's no NSF fees or late fees or any of that. So you save money that way too. And like Mm -hmm. we said, just, we had a a client was kind of similar. She, every Saturday morning, she would go in and pay all her bills. Like that was her fun Saturday morning with her coffee. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, and you know, as Vanessa's client, she's like, no, 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 you, you're going to go for a walk. You're going to hang out with your husband. Yeah. There's so many better things you can be doing on a Saturday morning than paying bills, making sure all your bills went through. No, and no, she no. was stressed. Like every yeah. Saturday morning, oh, she yeah. was stressed trying to figure out where everything's going, how it's going, how would it get paid? Yeah. And then when we got her debt free and she had her emergency fund in the bank. I remember like one of our last sessions, she's like, what do I do on my Saturdays now? And I'm like, do something else. Anything. <laughs> yeah, anything you want. Anything but. Yeah. Wow. So is this uh, something that you put on paper or like do you put it in a spreadsheet? Like what's the what's the practical where where are you putting all these numbers? Here's, and in both. <laughs> right. Yeah, but here's the thing. Don't make it scarier than you think it has to be. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. think of a budget and it has to be like all of this stuff and it has to be super calculated. We get it. Start where you are though first, yeah. right? So if mm-hmm. the only thing you do is separate your bills and your spending and you say, okay, I'm going to spend, I spend $200 a week on groceries and maybe $50 in gas a week, right? And so you transfer $250 from your bills account into that separate gas yeah. and groceries account each week, maybe add a little extra for spending money, whatever. If that's all you do and that's all you start with, do that. Mm-hmm. And then, then mm-hmm. you can go back and go, okay, 
how much are my bills? Yeah. Okay. What, what is, is yeah. there going to be any extra in the account? Am I doing well on my gas and groceries? What do I really need for extra spending or restaurant money? Or so yes, mm-hmm. to, to your point, yes, spreadsheet. Yes. Write it down. We like to say a paper budget is like using cash. Like Dave always says, use cash. Cause it's mm-hmm. a really good accountability partner, but we like to say a paper budget is the same way. Having it in front of you yeah. in your bedroom and your, in your bathroom on the mirror or wherever you can have it visually in front of you makes a huge difference. But only start where you are. Like it yeah. just, this doesn't have to be a lot of people like the reason they get paralyzed because yeah. they think it has to be this whole big thing when it really doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So you want, so we have a spreadsheet with our clients. We use a spreadsheet and, and it tells them exactly what to do and, and it's all that. very simple, but we still want them to print it out yeah. and like, look at it and have it be in front of their face like <laughs> this, especially until, yeah. until they get used to the concept. Right. And so the bills account, the, the, the reason this is so important is there, there's also a moment where you have to figure out what else is coming out of that account. That's not, that's not a bill. That's not correct. So for example, Mm -hmm. I had a first session with somebody yesterday and their homework before they came was to print out three months. And this is something your, your mamas can do too. This is mind blowing, but it's going to be okay. They printed out three months of bank statements and Mm -hmm. they got a different highlighter for a different color highlighter for each kind of category that they kind of spend in. Right. And so one was bills and then one was restaurants and then one was other spending, we'll call it that. And, you know, and gas. And so then, then they could look through and see what they were spending mm-hmm. and, and see what else is coming out. That's not supposed to, that's the trick. How much is coming out mm. randomly on from PayPal? How yeah. much is it randomly- What am I buying and what do I actually want to be spending? But like, and all of these yeah. can be coming out and that's where you get, that's where that stress mm-hmm. comes because you didn't plan mm-hmm. to spend $20 on Amazon and to plan to do $20 on Venmo and to plan for this. Mm-hmm. So then it all is stealing from, from all of your other budget goals. Right. So when they yeah. did that, they were, they, it was really cute. The husband, <laughs> he was like, I wanted to flip tables and punch balls, whatever. <laughs> so mad about what we've been doing. And he was like, mm-hmm. I get it. That's kind of You have to get mad yeah. in order to get motivated and you have to mm-hmm. you actually look at your money like, and look at what you're doing. That's when you have to, yeah. come it. and that's fine. You can move on. You can have grace. You can do better. And it's going to be great. You're going to do a great job. But that yeah. moment is really important to really see mm-hmm. what's going on with your, with your money. I had yeah. a, a Jesus meeting with a client yesterday and I was like, you have to get mad enough and it has to suck enough. And I hate that word, but like, literally mm-hmm. it has to be that bad for you to want to do something about it. And when you do that, mm-hmm. when you do the three months of spending and what, oh my gosh, when you really start adding up how much Amazon you, you mm-hmm. spend each month and stuff, it's just, it's eye opening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way. Every time I look at my Costco receipt after I leave Costco, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, cause I'm going through the aisles. I'm like, oh, this is only $10, Absolutely. you know, $8 yep. or even yep. like streaming services. We've had to, you know, have a hard conversation between me and my husband. Like, what are we actually watching right like do we actually need hulu you know do we actually need disney plus and so all of those little tiny charges add up mm-hmm. they really do so we we always have people we add up your subscriptions mm-hmm. and one thing we've noticed so mm-hmm. it was really fun when we started three years ago it was you know everybody was cutting cable and it was like okay we're saving mm-hmm. money we're saving money yeah. exciting. and now when you look at <laughs> and you get like <laughs> Streaming services, people are paying for it. It basically price. equals a, a cable or bill. More. You know, they weren't going to yeah. get their money one way or another, right? 
And so yeah. you, you definitely want to be careful about that. And until you see it all mm-hmm. in, together, like even we have clients where, mm-hmm. you know, the husband's paying this, this streaming and this, and then the wife's paying this one over here. And, and then when they actually look at, oh, well, this is what we're spending on all of this stuff that we probably don't actually use, right. or there, be, yeah. there could be a better way to combine it or whatever. So that's one, so that's one thing you definitely want to look at. And then when it comes to Costco, this is why Shana doesn't shop at Costco. Cause I remember being really excited. I finally moved somewhere where you could go to Costco and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, not how my budget works mm-hmm. <laughs> every week yeah. and I can't get all of these things I have to pay yeah. I have, we're, on, we're on an on-demand service here uh for <laughs> spending so much more on stuff you don't need and you uh, know yes. like, okay so you think that you're saving a lot of money on this massive thing of toilet paper or paper towels mm-hmm. that's going to sit in your house for like two months yeah. that stresses me out yeah. to know that I have to make space for all that I don't want the mm-hmm. extra clutter like for me it's visual and it, like the clutter I just I don't think it's worth that much. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my eyes. Yeah. But that's, yeah. but, but, but to the other point, we also teach, you know, you have a monthly budget for groceries mm-hmm. because based on what your family consumes and needs in a month, in a mm-hmm. month. And so that Costco doesn't get that Costco and all of them, all of yes. them are designed to be like, don't you also want this? But yes. that. So course. you have to stick, you want to, you have to plan it out and it is a little tedious in the beginning, but you'll get there. And then, and if you really just think about what your family uses week to week, that will really help. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that you said is, oh, it's just 10 more dollars. Well, if you only have so much dollars that's mm-hmm. why cash is good and also having a grocery account where you know exactly how much you have for groceries you don't mm-hmm. have dollars right mm-hmm. when you're using a credit card mm-hmm. or you're just using a one big lump sum of money that you think that you have you're like throwing stuff in the cart but if you're right. like okay is it gonna be potatoes or is it gonna be rice because we get one this week because yeah. how much money's in the account well, we like to tell mm-hmm. clients, like when right. you go to the grocery store if you bring twenty dollars in cash guess how much you're spending no more than $20. If you have an account where it's an endless amount of money that you think, and you're like, Oh, I'm only going to spend 20, but then you pick up this and you pick up that and $30. It's like, Oh, it's no big deal. It's only 10. Yeah. But you do that. You do that, you know, three, four times a month. And that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. that adds up that you're stealing. Basically. We like to say you're robbing from your future self. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Really interesting points here. I want to go back to the faith aspect. So stewarding our finance as well. Mm-hmm. to, I think a lot of people, me included, immediately we think, oh, tithing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that where your heads go? Or what do you mean by stewarding your finances as well? And, and when it comes to tithing, is that considered an automated bill? Or what's your perspective on that? Well, we have lots of perspectives. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, let me tell you how we do it. And then we'll tell you what we, what we do personally and what we coach to, right? Mm-hmm. When, when we are in the budget, we are screen sharing. And the first thing that is on our budget is, after income is tithe. Yeah. And we say, are you currently tithing or giving to charity? That's the first line item, whatever they say, we put it in there and we move on. No judgment, right? Mm-hmm. What we know is you attract who, who you are. So everyone that we work with wants to be mm-hmm. able to tithe. They think or they think they can't, or they want to, right? They're going to, they're going to That gonna desire is, is there. Is rooted and in even that. if it's not tithing, yeah. it's at least being generous or giving to some charity or whatever that they think is, is their God is calling them to support. Great. Mm-hmm. But that, our goal is to get you there. Right. Yeah. And so, but, but so yes, tithing is good. Being generous is the number one goal because we know, you know, you're, you're more blessed as a giver and we know everybody wants to be that yeah. way. However, stewarding your finances, that is just one part, right? You are, that's 10%. <laughs> You need to be a steward, a good steward. You want to, what you want to do is know that 
that God gave you this to manage and you managed it well. And it's hundred percent of what your finances are. That's being a good steward. Yeah. We think that when you talk about stewarding your finances, it's the whole, it's the whole big picture. It is. Are you speaking well about money and, and around your kids? Do your kids have a good relationship with money? And that stems from you. How do you talk about money mm -hmm. to your family? How do you and your husband have discussions about money? Are you just leaving the lights on, on your house because you can quote unquote afford it? Or are you still being not stingy, but like responsible with your electricity, with your mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. with your food? How are you being responsible with everything? And that to us is being well-rounded, being good stewards of your money as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. When it comes to response, being responsible about, about finances, one of my uh, best friends years ago before I was a mom, she was a mom many, many years before I became a mom. One day I remember this to this day, she said, you know, it's hard having kids and managing your finances because, you know, I'm at the store and I'm like, Ooh, I really want this bag. And, but oh, I could spend this money on diapers instead. So it's a lot of like, you know, like they're, like mom's guilt and mom shouldn't self indulge when it comes to finances, because there's so many other things that she could use her money on for her kids, for her Listen. family, besides the things hey. she wants. Okay. So, okay. I'm so okay, before she starts, hold on. I just saw a client yesterday because she was arguing with her kids. And I said, remind your children that we allow them to be there. Yeah. Uh, no is a complete sentence. You're yeah. welcome. We helped. So we have, so that I'm really so glad that you asked that. There's two other, there, there's a mini, but there's yeah. two line items in your budget. One is personal spending. One is kids. Okay. So you have that, that's the point you need to be working with your hundred percent to see what makes sense. So yes, you do need to so first of all, your kids are never not going to get what they, yeah. what they need. That's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And they're always going to get more. And they're always going to want. Yeah. And they're and always going to want it's more. On you. So yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no chance that you are going to actually get the bag and they're not going to get diapers. Right. That's not that, mm -hmm. that I've never seen that. And I don't think I ever will, but the point is you should have a personal budget, personal spending budget in your, or a line item in your budget. Mm -hmm. You should, because that's how you have good relationship with money. You work hard, mm -hmm. you, whatever, Take whatever, care of the kids. whatever your work is, mm -hmm. you're working hard and you should be able to see some um, fruit of that and buy the bag or mm -hmm. save up for the bag, depending on how, what kind of bag we're talking about, because you yeah. have money allotted to you to do what you want to get, to just fulfill your wildest dreams, whatever. So then there's over here, you have a kid budget. That to me was a game changer as a mom. There is a monthly allotment for my kids because they're always going to need something. They're always going to want something Birthday parties. and it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm give them everything, but it's going to give me a container, you know, a cash envelope, if you will. This is how much I'm allotting to all of those mom guilt moments. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and I don't have to worry about it because this yeah. is, this is, I've set a budget. And if we go over that, that they're too bad for them. I don't have to feel bad about that. Right. And I also have my own mm -hmm. personal budget as well. And it allows the kids to be yeah. control a little bit too. Like if you say, you get $20 this month. What do you have going on? Do you have a kid's birthday? Do you have this? Do you have that? And they can kind of decide. Mm -hmm. No, we understand the diapers. That's, but yes, that's, that needs to go in your grocery budget because that is where it's purchased. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if there's something that the kids want and you feel like, oh, I should be buying that instead of something for myself. No, like you, if your mm -hmm. job, if you're a stay at home mom, your job is worth a lot of money. You should feel good about what you do and you should be able to spend a little bit of money on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's budgeted in mm -hmm. on what you want to buy. Other Otherwise, if you don't ever buy anything for yourself and it's always for somebody else, there's going to be, you're going to build resentment, right? You're well, mm -hmm. and yeah. you will eventually pull money from a different category mm -hmm. to buy something and like feeling mm -hmm. like it's sneaky or it doesn't yeah. feel good. Right. And then you, so you have, have to, to yeah. you have to know that you're teaching your children and, right. I, and I have boys and girls. So she, I don't know if you do. There is mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of responsibility on teaching your young women what the right behavior. Are you teaching your daughter that it's never okay for her to spend on herself because she's only ever supposed to sacrifice and give and give and, give and never get to take yeah. and get to have her? Is that what you want to teach her? Because that's what you're going to be modeling if you don't make this conscious decision. On the other hand, you want to teach everybody. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mom, is, mom gets to spend money and look, she has a budget. She's not crazy, right. but she got her nails done. Okay. And then yeah. over here, I want to do soccer and mom's and mom's helping me figure out how to afford that. Like, that's the relationship mm-hmm. with money that we want in our families. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want this, like she said, re- like, just, I can't have, I'm not allowed to like, no, you're a grown woman, girl, yeah. go get that back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell our, our parents is, you know, when you go to speak to kids about money, you don't ever want to say we can't afford it. We're broke. We don't have any money. You know, those negative, that negative vocabulary around kids like that, they are Mm going to grow up with that scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. and feeling like there there's never enough. Instead, you want to have conversations like we are choosing to, we are deciding, we're making the decision Mm -hmm. to get to do this instead of that right now. That's the choice that we have made as a family. Mm -hmm. And, and that's all you have to say. You never even have to bring the word money into it or the other option. And, or you can couple it with, this is the budget that we have. Let's decide as a Mm -hmm. family, but we're going to spend it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's never any negative or anything icky about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's just a slight positioning change Mm -hmm. that'll not only help the situation at hand, but then also teach kids how to think about money and how to think about finances and not put them in a position of fear either. I want to talk about how we get over the mindset hump obstacle to go from that, that place where we're like, Oh, you know, I, I don't, think that I should spend the money on the bag. I don't think I should spend the money on me because, you know, I have all of these other things that the kids want or need, or, you know, the family wants or needs. How do we get over that mindset? So we're in a place where we are feeling less anxious and worried and fearful about where our money is going. I think the first step, and Shana would agree, is you have to assess where you are. Mm -hmm. So printing those three months of bank statements and figuring out exactly where your family stands and then writing it out. So I know we talked about start where you are, if maybe you don't want to do a big budget, but if you do have that weight, that anxiety, we like to call them wrecking balls in your brain. If you are just unsure about your financial situation in, you know, as a whole, Mm -hmm. you have to put it on paper because writing it out makes everything so much better. And it's usually not as bad as you think once you can put it down and you write your income at the top, write all of your expenses, and then your spending at the bottom, which is, you know, things that you, you physically pay for, and you can see where your money is at. Yeah. So basically you need to have a budget. That's what is what she's saying, because your budget, once you sit down and make a budget, what you're going to see is we have money to put aside for this. We have money to put aside for that. We have money to put aside for this. So I don't have to worry that the kids aren't going to go. So the main things, the important things Mm -hmm. are being paid for. Yeah. And then also just borrow our belief that you have to have a personal spending budget line item. Like that just has to happen because like Vanessa said, one way or another, you'll, you'll steal it from a different category or you're going to, you're going to build up the wrong. So do you want, if you're, if your mindset is I'm doing this for my kids, I'm not spending money for my kids. What you're actually doing for your kids is teaching them that they're not allowed to spend money. And that's not what you want either. Or teaching them that you have to be a martyr because, because you're a mom or whatever the the thing is you want, you have to really look and flip that mindset. You're not teaching them or you're not doing for them what you think you are. You're doing maybe some, a disservice. Yeah. Like your intentions are are there, but they're not being played out. But you just have to know that you know, I, I was just talking to a friend the other day and she said, you know, you can take this or leave this, but kind of like God is, it's like Christmas morning, right? 
you have God has so many blessings for you. And this is not monetary. This is everything. This mm -hmm. is this is your children. This is your marriage. This is your health, all of that. But God has mm -hmm. so many blessings. And sometimes we're just like, I just have the this is the only blessing I can look at is like this, tunnel vision. Is that my kids? I have my kids. But God's all over here, like, no, actually, I want you to enjoy lots of fruit from your labor and and there's all kinds of things going on so it's not you it's not one or the other girl it is both you can do both as long as you're managing your finances so if you want the bag look at the budget yeah <laughs> look mm -hmm. at the budget figure out you know okay we're doing really good here here and here let me tweak this and then and then then you know for sure that you can feel good about what whatever you want to purchase for yourself but here's the other thing you're like kids don't run your life. They don't run your finances. Mm -hmm. They, they, they should be a, a small percentage of your finances. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you, and that's part of the budget too, is setting those ground rules. Like this is what we are affording. This is what we are putting toward the kids period. End of story. Right. Not just as much as they want, not just as much as comes up, you know, like my kids, they're allowed to do one thing at a time, basically, you know, or, or maybe like, may, or maybe you tell your kids you can do one instrument and one sport and that's it. If you want to do something else, you have to give something away. Right. But that's depending on your budget and you won't know until you look at your budget, you yeah. have to set the ground rules from the beginning, not as they come asking, because that's never a good time to make a decision. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, you have to see it. So that anxiety, that unknown, that just that feeling of like what's actually going on comes from not knowing. Yeah. And so by making a budget, by putting everything down on paper, then you can know I can buy the bag and do A, B, C, and D. Yeah. But you may not have known that if you didn't write everything down. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Also, like I will want to say that Amazon account, any like sizzle, PayPal, whatever, you have to remove those that whatever's attached to that account that usually pays for that stuff, you have to remove your bills account from that because that is spending. That's not a bill unless it's a reoccurring diaper subscription or whatever, but like all of that needs to go because it's so easy because normally you all the, those different companies are attached to your account and you just buy, 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 buy. You have to remove that because also the anxiety and the frustration comes from, I don't know if I can, but I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit buy now. And if it goes, so great, <laughs> but if you remove that and then you let your bills take care of itself over here and do all the spending over there, then you can just check the account to make sure my spending money is still there. I can buy the item and it's within budget. And I feel good knowing mm -hmm. all the bills are doing its job. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Amazon's a scary, amazing awful. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you could, you know, get something in four hours is, is incredible. Mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. But do you really need it? Uh, most of the time, not. Yeah. No, yeah. don't need it. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been such a, a freeing conversation. I think just, you know, the fact that don't sacrifice yourself for your kids when it comes to finances, as long as the kids are taken care of, all of the tips that you shared. Before we close out, is there anything else that you want moms to know when it comes to just managing finances and getting out of that, that really stressful stronghold that it has on us? I mean, I would, I would say, write it out, talk about it, have conversations with your spouse yeah. about it, you know, remind yourself of conversation or the remind yourself of how you want to talk to your kids about money. Uh, and just like mm -hmm. Shana said, know that God has so many more blessings for you. It's it, it, not just your kids or not just your job or not just your spouse or not. There's it's, it's everything as a whole. And mm -hmm. he wants you to experience that and being a good steward of your finances. Unfortunately, we know that money makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to be con controlled by money, but we know you need money to make things happen, mm -hmm. but use it as a tool, as a resource to better you and your family and your future. Yeah. You're, you're going to feel way better, much yeah. better. And you're going to, you know, step. So, so one thing that we tell our, our clients is 
sometimes, and it's, it's as a family, it's not always, you know, one person or the other, but you, you, the first couple decades may be spent trying to make good money, mm -hmm. right? And that's <laughs> like okay. just, just trying to get a promotion or yeah. get better or whatever, support your husband or whatever it may be. And you guys get to that point and now you, it's time to keep some of that, right? <laughs> you want to keep that good money because you did work hard to get to that point and that's great. But now the next level of adulting and it is adulting is to get it all on paper, mm -hmm. make a plan, set some mm -hmm. goals, you know, and then just do it. Just do, yeah. just do the thing that you, that you've put into place. We like to say that millionaires just didn't happen. Like people who became millionaires didn't happen on accident. It happened on purpose. It's very strategic. Yeah. And it's actually not mm -hmm. that hard. You just have to put it on paper and make a plan. Like Shana said, and most, I think they said like the top three millionaires are like accountants and teachers. And I forget the other engineers. one engineers, right? I so it's like, that, so yeah. you think of that, like people always say teachers don't make a lot of money. And I mean, I was a teacher for five years. It's not a whole lot of money, but if you manage it well, it can be and it can bless you in the future. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Awesome advice. We would love to chat with you. If any of this resonated with you, you should book a free 30 minute coaching session call. Yeah. It's a call where we chat about your situation, anything that you're struggling with and any questions you might have. And we'll come up with some quick wins and action items you can implement immediately. And we know that you're going to walk away feeling encouraged and hopeful for what to do next. Yeah. We look forward to chatting with you.